What's up, y'all? This is your boy J. Math, fourth generation angry black man of the World Peace Podcast. I just want to say thank you for everybody who's been tuning in. I know we've been um, switching things up over the past few months. There's only been five minute episodes, but if you want to listen to the World Peace Podcast in full, the way it's intended to be, 20 to 30, 40s, maybe even 50 minute episodes. Much, family. How are you? you go to show.substack.com right, right. uh, or who will show this podcast, in um, And as you yes, sir, sir, sign like up I to said, our newsletter with your email, easy shit, no crazy and you will find episodes of the World Peace Podcast. If you can't find them on the front page, please use the search bar. But yo, we here, man. It's the World Peace Podcast, episode 96. Partner Major shout out to Shout out to you guys for tuning uh, in, man. The CBD Peace. store, they just opened up the second CBD store out in Norcross. I can check them out. Major shout out to uh, my boy B Money Green. He just had mm. his Ascension release party and shit like that a couple weeks ago. Um, but today, you know, we here, we rocking with an artist I never had on here before. You got to bring some different artists in. You got my man Chakra Tara on here. Did I say your name right, man? Hey man, hey man, you kept it, you kept it good, man. I appreciate you. You know, some sure. people they they butcher the name, but it, but it's, it's smooth. That was alright, bro. I appreciate it. I gotta show that, uh, <laughs> you know, that um, community college off, man. That community college English off. I gotta show that off. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, what's going on with you, big bro? How are you? Man, I'm blessed, bro. I can't complain, man. We just uh, we just dropped this project mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, and Whatever so it feels it takes, good, right? Yeah, yeah, dog. So it feels good to like to like get the responses that uh, we've been getting. You know, um, collaborated with a lot of dudes, a lot of good dudes on here. Made it worthwhile just like seeing the progress from a couple of years ago to now, um, and really. Just realizing, you know, we setting the tone. We setting the tone for what's to come next. So when you say um, when you say we, who is we? Like who's helping you out with this this music? Man, it's really uh well really it's been a one man band show for real, dog, like for the last couple of years. And this was the first project that I got to collaborate with other producers that I've like made relationships with these what past like eight months. Okay. So um, within like those eight months, I was able to uh, create a couple of relationships with like bigger producers, smaller producers, mm-hmm. and we we came together. And um, you know, I'm a producer and an artist as well, and an engineer. And so we came together and we kind of just brought all our creative, our creative minds together, and just put something that I felt like needed to be versatile. I felt like a lot of the things that I was listening to at the time. Um, you know, alternative R&B. I listen to rap, hip hop, of course. Like I was listening to, um, you know, UK drill. I was listening to Chicago drill. I was listening to a lot at the time uh, these past few months and just like trying to figure out what pocket I should be in for it. each song throughout the project. And so they, they helped really bring it together and tie it in. Man. So I'm, definitely I'm definitely sounds, grateful. Um, cohesive, I can say that for sure. Shock Guitar, episode 96, World Peace Podcast. Where are you from, bro? Man, I'm from Jersey, but I'm in Atlanta. Been in Atlanta these past, like, six years, bro. Okay. Six, seven years, man. That's what's up. Where yeah. Jersey from, man? Uh, Edison, New Jersey, by way of uh, Plainfield, New Jersey. Shout out, to so. all, shout out to all the Jersey heads, man. Yeah, what man. What, so, being from Jersey, and then you said you was down here the past six years, right? 
Mm-hmm. Who are some of your uh, influences? Well, how about this? Answer it for me like this. Um, did your influences change when you moved down here? Yeah. I say, being from the Northeast, man, um, tri-state area, Jersey, New York, D.C., like, dealing with, and, you know, Connecticut, uh, you know, dealing with, like, the Black Thoughts, the Jay-Zs, the Nas, the, you know, in Jersey, you got you got Lauren Hill, you got Queen Latifah, you got... You got mo- you got multiple people, um, you know, and then you got just back and forth. Now you went from having a wave of the Joey Badasses, the ASAP Rockies, um, you know, back before then Wu Tang, um, you know, Busta. You had Tribe. It's a bunch. It was a bunch of influences, bro. But like when I came to the South, it was the rise of Thug. It was. We're literally future was already popping and we were already listening to future but we didn't understand future but when i was in the mix in atlanta it was like ah okay it makes sense now i know why he's the top dog like i know why gucci runs the way he runs at the time i knew why waka was so big at that was so big and it really shaped the way i looked and listened to music too you know what i mean um, so when did you start doing music? Like, what, like, when did you start and why did you start? I, I say like I've been I've been like poetry, like writing raps in the in the notebooks at like eight, nine. But like seriously, seriously, uh, I say like 15, 16. And um, I did it because my first CD was Carter three mm-hmm. and hearing Carter three. When I was younger, um, it really made me, it really made me feel like I was in a whole different world, you know, being around like Hispanics and blacks and being around the Italians. When I was a kid, like I heard different music, but like Lil Wayne really put me in a different space. Gave me the ability to say like, yo, if he's really out here doing it like this, like, cause I already heard Jay, I already heard um, Reasonable Doubt, Jay. I already heard Black, uh, Black Album, Jay. I already heard, um, you know, like like I said, Busta, Tribe Called Quest, yeah, Wu Tang Clan, Big Big L, Ben Big L, Big Pun. I heard all that stuff. But like when I heard Wayne, I was like, this is different, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is before I knew he was from New Orleans too. I was like, I was like, yo, he's got a different sound. He's got a different voice. I was like, yo, I can really do this like him. Like, right. I'm not from wherever he's from, but like, you know. I know I can make something out of this. Like, I like the way that the chains is looking crazy. The, the their personas looking crazy. Like the way they step in the room, they they control the room. So, you know, I definitely said I wanted to do that when I was younger. Like I want to control the room. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, in the beginning, you you low key like you low key trash, and then and then you build up to actually. Yeah, you got build up to it. Everyone starts out trash doing whatever it is they're doing. But like, you know, over time, you, you get better, you get better, and it just builds, you know what I mean? For sure. What song, what was your favorite track that you remember from the Carter 3? <sighs> man. Yeah, what's the one you probably played the most growing up? Crazy enough, man. Um, When it came down to Carter 3, it was like... 
I think the one that resonated the most with me, probably the most odd track, aside from everything else on the album that you probably be like, he's probably going to say this. The joint with Robin Thicke, Tie My Hands. <laughs> so the reason why I say that is because that that joint, that joint was different. Like, aside from Robin Thicke singing, yeah. when you listen to Wayne's lyrics and you listen to the vulnerability and you listen to him, like, kind of professing his life and professing what's going on in new orleans sure. it's like it's like dog this is a different type of wayne like you know we used to bolster us talking about the money talking about the women talking about everything going on in his life wayne but then you hear him talking about like tragedy of katrina you hear him talking about poverty in our in the black community and you're like it really was like yo i want to take it to an, to another level like after i heard that and so that probably is my favorite one because just the way they 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 constructed that track i was like man i'm surprised this joint is not like yeah one of the main singles but i understand like there's a formula to things you know you gotta have stuff like that in your in your catalog um and it's gotta make sense and that that's how that's that track made sense when i listened to it and i was like i want to do a lot of that but you know of course you got to find your sound over time Let's go back to uh, whatever it takes. Why? Why whatever it takes? Why that title for the project? So, um, whatever it takes. Not just dropped. Influence Redux, October 30th, of 2020. Coming off Influence Redux, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I I felt like I kind of capped at like my sound and what I could do, how I could push push the envelope, how I could really set the bar high for myself as an artist. Nine months stint of just relentless work, working with different producers, sample makers, engineers, other artists, and realizing like, you know, every time I meet one, it's literally, I got to it wasn't exactly worded like this, but it was always like, I'm willing, I'm just, I got to do whatever it takes to, you know, get that placement to work with this artist if i'm a if they were a producer i gotta do whatever it takes to you know really see it through like i'm trying to make some money so i can head out to la and i can work with other producers i'm trying to make some money so i could go here and i could you know what i mean and it, it, it really it really it, it really made me realize like damn i'm not the only one out here that's go that's going for it but in that i literally was saying to myself like man my situation needs to change like a lot of things were transitioning in my life. You know, money was becoming an issue. Um, you know, relationships were turning uh, for the for the better and the worse. Mm -hmm. And I had to say to myself, like, yo, you got to either be all in for this or you got to just you got to just make it a, a hobby. Like you can't you can't you can't skip out on what it is that you're doing just because other people may say i i don't know i don't know if he got it i don't know you you sound too much like this person i don't know maybe you should dress like this maybe you should sound like this maybe you should make music like this you know and i was so caught up in the noise that i wasn't willing to sit down and say what do i want for myself and so what i wanted was to be all in for my stuff for my music and i said you know what I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to this next step. Mm -hmm. Recorded a couple songs, and I was like, yeah, this is it. Recorded another set, 
this is way different from the ones I just recorded. Okay, another set. And it was just like compounding, compounding. I just kept running into more creativity, more more of a of a relentless drive to want to be better than who I was yesterday. So like whatever it takes really stemmed from me being down bad and saying, dog, I don't care how much money I got in my account and how, how little connections I got. I just got to do whatever it takes because they may have the plug here. They may got the plug here, but I got the sound. I got the presentation. I got the music. I got the delivery. Like I know I can get, I know I can get in these spaces without having to do the things that they had to do. You know what I mean? So. That's super rare. Tell me, um, that's super rare. Tell me, what are people saying are some of the uh, their favorite songs on the new project? You seem to get a lot of good responses so far. So, what are some of the songs that people are responding to the most? Some people, a lot of people I know, have been saying the last song on the project, Close Call, yeah. and Close and um, the joint from within. I think it's, I think it's because of the bars. I think it's like people say they don't want bars but i think people really want bars mm -hmm. and when you give them something they can they can like attach their lives to and like really like sit on you know like you you create you kind of creating captions for people's lives within each song and so it's not intentional but i think it it does like with a person like me i've like studied enough battle rap enough songs from people like the Kendricks, the Coles, the Jay-Z's, the Drake's, the fill in the blank to know like you got to be very intentional about every every song you make, every step you take with these songs mm -hmm. and what are people going to take away from it? You know, like I forgave myself for all I did back in survival mode. I live by a code of honor, even even went on honor roll, mm -hmm. like soon, soon then I'll be on the roll. See, like, mm -hmm. like. It, it was just a flow of like emotions and I just had to make sure that like whatever I was saying it resonated with me because I know as long as I just don't fake it all throughout the song whatever I'm putting down even if I'm even if even if it's just like a minute song like off the ledge mm -hmm. or like a two minute song like um like bout you but I just have to make sure whatever I put in the subs like whatever substance I put in my music it adds value you know For sure. so but I say like from within close call. Uh some people said big dog. Some people really like the intro all mine. Like they said it's a real strong like opening track for the project. Um it's it's been mixed signals. Some people really love off the ledge. Um but yeah, man. I think my favorite songs right now are uh Big Dog and Close Call in the beginning. Yeah, the beginning is different. The beginning is different. What um, what was the process like? Cause you said before you wasn't, you know, you made your own beats before. So what was the process like switching up and working with other producers? Can you speak to that? It's different because I didn't like working with other people because a lot of people were like, a lot of people were real flaky on making on making a beat or wanting to help out with the beat. Mm -hmm. Or wanting to help out with the process or like they get too greedy and like they want to be credited for all of this and it's not really all that and like this is years ago being in the studios with people 
and watching situations with even famous artists like that I could just name off the drop of I'll drop of the dime like oh you met that person yeah I met them and I've seen the process and it's 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 like sometimes it could be unruly and it's like even your favorite artists go through some of the worst music experiences with producers engineers and artists and sometimes those artists cause that those issues with those producers and engineers and stuff you know so don't get it twisted it it can go both ways but I was like I had a real strong grip on like I don't want to collaborate with nobody until I know how to execute the sound I'm looking for by myself. And when I did that with the last projects I released last year, No Better Time and Influence Redux, I said, "Okay, I think I got a good hold on this. Now I need some assistance. I need people to come in and really like help out with the process." And so I reached out to a few producers. I made I made probably like 98% of the beats on here with with like other producers except for like two beats. I probably I've created the sample but like I didn't make the beat specifically or like one there's another beat on there the why you mad joint like that's produced by TY and Otmar mm-hmm. and um I didn't make the beat for that at all. But like everything else, I've assisted with making the beat for and like they provided the samples or vice versa. So, you know, um, I really believe that the collaboration really helped me say, yo, I could really like I could really start working with more people now. I could really branch out and I could become more of the artist I've been wanting to become because I'm starting to run into people who are kind of like minded, like, yo, all we trying to do is 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 make music. We trying to collaborate with all these people. We're trying to grow artistically and just just get get our dreams out for real. You know what I mean? It sounds like you found the right group of people to work with. Yeah. That's always important. Who's a um, episode ninety six Shakatara on here, World Peace Podcast? Who's a dream collaboration for you? Man, a dream collaboration. Definitely, my my dream collaboration used to be uh, like just one person, but like now I think I wanna I wanna hear what both people sound like on the track. If I were to do it, like I definitely would like a joint with um, with Black Thought, and I definitely would like a joint with with Cole. I feel like. I feel like, like, I don't know how it would be done, but like, I really feel like those two worlds really encompass what my music stands for today. Mm-hmm. Like Black Thought, Black Thought was who introduced me to actually having the proper bar structure, actually providing like context to my bars, not just like, uh, you know, like lyrical syllable, it like venereal, like like he was actually dropping gems and like giving you information that was like, okay, I could take that back and I could add it to my life. But Cole was in the future reflecting on the things that were currently going on in my life, and he showed me how to let the emotion kind of run out and control what direction the emotion goes. And yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe not on the same track, but like, I definitely would like to get work with Black Thought and I definitely would like to work with Cole. 
I mean, even if I never get a song from them, I think I definitely want to be in the studio and just listen and talk and like just just hear what their genius has to say. Not even just about the music process, but just about life. It's it's crazy to think that like sometimes these people like their songs Biggie and Pac were supposed to be on that they never got on, but they were in the studio with the people that they were supposed to get on the songs with and it was like it just, you know, we just all we did was have a conversation. Like we ain't get do no music, nothing, but man, what Biggie or what Pac told me, man, that I'll, I'll always take that with me. So you know, I think definitely just being in the rooms with the right, the right artists will help. Will definitely set the tone for me moving forward. You know. Yeah, man. Man, definitely a different sound. I like to I like to really dabble in different sounds now and work with artists who don't necessarily sound similar to me, but also artists that stick out on their own and they sound like they got their own direction. Um, of course, like a, a solid work ethic. I feel like if you if you knew like what went into this project and you knew how many people were behind the scenes actually working on this project, like just promotion and marketing wise, like you'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Like a very, very small amount of people working on it. But like we got it done, like we're running with 15, 20 people. So, you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy like when other artists they they say like they need this, they need that, they need that. And it's like you just need yourself and your own relentless drive and your own uh, motivation. You need to be motivated by something. You know, you need to you need to have the ability to really just like wear multiple hats and say, yo, I got to do it because no one else will. And I definitely don't got the money to do it. So I got to learn how to do that, that stuff myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's real, man. So hope y'all listening. Got got to, got to. Okay, so this is my last question. It's kind of a two-part question. Um, For sure. I appreciate you joining me and shit. Uh, World Peace Podcast, episode 96. We here. Shaka Tara here. What you repping? Jersey? You repping ATL? You repping the whole East Coast, nigga? Like... Hey man, we repping the whole East Coast, whole man. East Coast, man. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't play no favorites. I know, like, if I reach out to people, I'm in Atlanta, so like, you know, I'm, I'm right now, I'm in Atlanta, so I say like the Atlanta artists, but like, I always say I'm Jersey bred, Jersey born, you know, and um, that's where the East Coast definitely is why Biggie is my favorite at all time, like in my top five. And like Biggie really allowed the rhythm, the the cadence, the the lyricism, the the pockets Biggie hopped in. I don't think people understand like the influences. He set the blueprint for a lot. Yeah. Shout out to Kenzie Tarantino. Shout out to everybody who's tuning in and shit, man. Yup. So my last question goes like this, man. Uh, how do you see the world, and how would you like to see it? I need answers to both of the questions. Man, I see. I see the world, man. Like, it's definitely a melting pot of ideas, conflicts, um, you know, beauty, destruction, 
um, a lot of a lot of hate, a lot of love, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of faith, a lot of you know no faith, mm-hmm. and um, the only way that I could view the world is from my lens. So if I just make sure for this, to answer the second part, how I would want the world to look is I think it has to go back to like how I would work on myself and like I would want my life to look. I think my world revolves around how I want my life to look. So if you want to live a happy life or you want to live a life for, you know, gratitude and a life of, you know, even if it's just comfort, you have to treat your life like how you want it to look. You have to treat people properly. You have to go out and you just have to be for people. It's not just about you. It's it's about others around you. It's never solo dolo because if it was, you know, we wouldn't have all these different people with all these different minds and different sets of groups saying we need to do this for the people. We need to be there for our people. We need to represent for the people, you know, the American people, the 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 people in UK, people in Africa, people in South America, people in Canada. Everybody has their own pockets. But I think if you just if you focus on what your life looks like and focus on okay, how can I treat myself properly? How can I how can I make sure that I'm healthy? You know, then you'll know how to make sure that other people can be healthy, how other people can be, you know, how can I how can I tap into a different area of life where like I can educate myself and hopefully educate others. You know, you gotta do the work, the groundwork and first. And then as time progresses, you'll be able to provide for others. You can't do for others with stuff that you've never done before. So I can't say like I'ma change the world. And I don't have the mind, the mindset. I don't have the drive, let alone I don't even have the finances. The finances don't got to even come because as long as you got the drive and as long as you got the uh, mindset, you can say, who are people that I know that are willing to change the world that can go out and touch these people, these people and these people, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be in Cali, whether it be in New Orleans, Texas, Chicago, New York whatever borough in new york like you gotta be willing to say i gotta touch anybody i know who can make this happen and it don't gotta even be money driven and that doesn't come with you know oh let me just scroll online and let me just look and see for you know a couple minutes and make it happen like that takes hours that takes days that takes months that takes years so the work the, it's really a heart posture thing, man. The work you do inside will reflect what happens outside. So the world that I want to see, yeah, man, the world that I want to see is really reflected on the peace, the love, the unity, the the togetherness, the willingness to go out and want to do good for others. Like that's reflected in my life. That's what I want to see in the world outside. And it's not going to be like that though, if everybody doesn't think with an open mind a mind that's willing to actually think about what a changed and what uh i guess not conform but like what a unified world would look like it's it takes way more than a couple of 
it takes way more than a couple of recycled bits of trash uh, a couple of walk you know protests and a couple of uh you know talks at capitol hill like people really got to come together in their own lives in their own pockets of life and take charge where they're at mm -hmm. because you know what i mean nothing's gonna get done if we don't just start with where we are right now so for sure. For sure. yeah man boy down the bat down the bat for artists from harlem man good nigga too man um Yo, shout out Don. I don't really do too many comment questions. I'm just playing. Nah, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Don the Bat said, what do you look for in other artists you work with? We asked him that shit too, but I mean, you might have to listen to the podcast, but we're going we're gonna to let you answer since you want it right now, man. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man. Uh, adult work ethic. Relentless work ethic. Uh, just seriousness about the craft. Um, ability to really... Uh, Ability to really just like see past whatever it is other people doing and just go for what you're doing. I think a lot of times I meet a lot of artists and it's like they they got they got they got the sound. They may got the image like, you know, but there's every I feel like a lot of artists, even even me at, at some points, you know, are so, are so jaded mm -hmm. and can't get out the creativity, the vision, the can't even put it down they like can't even um you know vocalize it because they're so they're so shot about what social media got to say about them and they ain't, and social media don't even know who they are yet but because there's so many people who are doing maybe a certain sound like they doing like if you're from the west coast and you making music like blast or you know even from a whole different lane like kendrick or like j-rock or whatever or like west side boogie you know, people are gonna say, "Oh, you sound like them." Oh, you, you know, what I mean, you, you, your, your joints sound way too close to this person. Oh man, y'all need to find your own sound. You know, how oh, this trash, this ratio, this ratio, that. You, you, you know, what I'm saying, but you gotta, you gotta drown the noise out. So, you know, someone who's willing to drown the noise out and just gun for their stuff, because forget what everyone else saying. Because if you do good for yourself, they're gonna talk trash. If you're trash anyway, they're gonna talk trash. They talk about you. You know what I mean? When you get up, when you get up to this level, they're going to say, wow, he's amazing. But I wish he would. I, yeah, <laughs> but I wish he would have done it better. He wish, wish he would have done it better on the, on the rise. Yeah. You be at the bottom. They'll be like, man, see, I knew he wasn't going to be nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got to you got to choose one. You got to choose one. So just be able to block out the noise, have a relentless work ethic and just, you know, just go for all the things that you say you're going for. And just you. Man, honestly. If you believe in your music, if you believe in your music, I'm gonna believe in your music too. Like I have to, I have to feel it though. Like you can tell when, like I know, bro, you like you can tell when you listen to somebody and and they literally, they like damn near like rapping lyrics like like King Von, mm -hmm. and you like, bro, I know you. You from the you from the birds, bro. Like what you talking <laughs> about? Like what you mean? You got what you mean? You got to. What you mean? You got a blicky and you ready to and you ready to uh, pull up? For and you sure. ready to and you ready to peel out? Like what yeah, you talking about? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to make it believable and you got to really like sell it. And a lot of these cats because they not from the specific lifestyles they talking about in their songs, they, yeah, and they don't feel that and they can't sell it. Like yeah. shoot, if, if Pop Smoke was never really about that life, you would have been like, damn, he never was. That's crazy because he sold crazy. that shit to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but he sold it, and so. Yeah. Shout you know, you just got shout out to yeah, man. that man. That's just yeah, great. appreciate like, you, man. Dude, man. Uh, he make he make some really good music and shit. 
glad he tapped in on this one. Um, why don't you give him, because uh, I'm going to put this out next or this week on like Spotify and all that shit. So make sure you give him mm-hmm. your handles and, you know, whatever it takes is out everywhere. Yeah. Now, all streaming yep. platforms. Great project. Yep. Everybody, I, I, I definitely, it's a, I approve of it. So, yeah, definitely tap in. Appreciate you, family. Um, my my Twitter is at King Chakra. Uh, IG is at King Chakra. So K I N G C H A K K R A. Um, I mean SoundCloud Chakra Tara, C H A K K R A T A R A. Everything else, Chakra Tara, Spotify, Title, Apple Music, all that. Go get whatever it takes. EP's out now. You can stream it. You can download it. Share it with your with your cousins, your aunties, your your uncles, your nephews, whatever, all that. You know what I mean? Man, for sure, man. Appreciate you for jumping on the podcast and dropping all these gems. And um, hey, man, uh, appreciate you, dog. For sure, and we gonna link soon, man, because um, I got some more business that we could do. And um, yeah, for sure, man, appreciate that, man. Yeah, dog. Now, most definitely, hey, man. Well. There's definitely been a good time. Definitely good talking with you, family. Yeah, yeah, man. It's gonna be, man. gonna be, gonna be a, gonna be a good rest of the year, That's dog. Right, We're gonna man. see more wins, more blessings, That's my dog. Right, man. Same to you, man. You have a good one. Hey, man. You too, bro. All right, all right. King Chakra on the World Peace Podcast, man. That was a good one right there. Dropping a lot of artist gems and shit. A lot of times we have niggas coming on here dropping gems. Um, for like marketers, you know, we have business people, CEOs and shit like that dropping gems. But this time, having an artist really have some good, I think he gave some really good insight for niggas. So, man, y'all definitely got to tap into that. Um, we're going to drop this uh, this week, man. Um, peace, Chicken Grease. We out, man. Peace.